Hey guys, welcome back to the Book Binge Podcast. This is your co-host, this is Jen. And I'm Kel. And today, we are going to be talking about romance tropes that we love. So, this episode should be coming out the first Wednesday of February. Mm-hmm. And February is my birthday month. And February is also a romance month. And my favorite books to read are romance books. So I'm twisting Kelly's arm, and we're doing an entire month about romance. It's and not we're... that I don't like romance. I just don't read them. <laughs> so <laughs> so we're going to just talk about all of our favorite romance tropes. And it's not going to just be, like, romance books. Like, yeah, I have a decent chunk of my little list are just romance books. But there's also, like, books on this list that aren't just romance they're also like other series and other things that just have romance in the plot as well yeah a lot of mine are fantasy with romance in them they're not just romance books so (laughs) because i'm a fantasy queen um all right you get to start first since this is your idea okay what what is your number one trope oh okay i didn't put these in order of like oh neither did i but (laughs) but the first one i have on my list because it's one that I delved into heavily last year, and I have now become so, so in love with it, and it is sports romance. Uh, specifically, I know we just talked about a sports romance last week. I realize I like it better when only one of the people are in sports, and specifically, the guy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just what I like. Actually, no, wait. One of the books on this list is two guys in the same team, like, or on the same sport. So, actually, never mind. Oh, the hockey one? I have some that are on my, because I have sports romance as one of my tropes, too, actually. Um, There's one that I really like that was the female was but it's for some reason all hockey ones are the guys playing hockey and then i have a lot of soccer ones and there's always this the girl playing soccer <laughs> <laughs> i have hockey ones and then i have a football one um uh, i think what i like so much about sports romance personally is that a lot of them is you start with one book where you get your first guy and your first girl and it's this couple and then you find out like this guy has all these friends that he just lives with and then every single other (laughs) book is an iteration of one of the other guys in the house getting their chance at love so by the time when you start the book it's all these like fuck boys living together and then by the time you finish the series they're all like booed up and like in love and having the best time of their life and i like it so much because you like get to learn more about the characters a little bit here and there through like other people's books you get to like check in on the couples that already got success and like get a little a little bit more like tidbits of cuteness from them without being like why am i getting so much unnecessary plot because their romance is already done like Mm -hmm. and it's just so cute to me and i love it so much i also like the fact that since there are like i don't know the like the deal series has what four in them and off campus yeah yeah off campus sorry um there's four of them and if you like look at one and you don't like the tropes that are in that specific sports series you can kind of just skip it and it's not a big deal which makes yeah. me happy <laughs> which is what i'm planning to do this year because we read pretty much all of the off campus series yeah uh, towards the end of 2021 i think 
the last book in the off campus series i didn't finish it and i don't think kelly ever started it because i refuse to it's a pregnancy trope and i hate pregnancy tropes so much like i don't want to fucking read it and i like put it off for so long and i couldn't do it but now there's a spinoff I say now as if, like, all the books aren't out already. Like, there's not five books or something <laughs> out already. There's a spinoff at the same school, the same hockey team. It's just the underclassmen now. And it's called the Briar oh. U series. I didn't realize that's what that was. Okay. Yeah, and I have uh, two of the books. I have, like, found through TikToks, like, little, like, snippets of it and went and been, like, at the TBR. Uh, and I realized two of them are from the Briar U series, so I'm like, I need to read this. And I think I'm finally going to get through the hurdle, and I'm just going to skip Tucker's book and go straight to the Briar U, because that's all I care about. Do you remember Hunter from Dean's book? The, like, young kid who had, like, a problem. He was, like, a freshman, and Dean was, like, always trying to help him, like, with extra ice time. There's always an underclassman that has a problem in the hockey books, so yes, I think. So... It's, like, him and his class and, like, uh, his, okay. like, age of people. And, like, Hunt- I'm pretty sure Hunter has is one of the books. And I'm, like, I have to fucking read these right now. So, those are my next on my TPR. So, s- sports references. Do you have, uh, besides the off-campus, which ones do you, like, do you have other ones that you like? Yeah, I want to recommend two other ones because this one also has its third book coming out this year. And I'm so excited! <laughs> So it's called the Lyndon Yu um, series. It's by B. Celeste. I literally found this book, my butt already in the chair, about to take off on this flight to Madrid. And I was like, I got eight hours and I just finished whatever book I had been reading. And I was yeah. like, I need to find something quick. So I started downloading a bunch of stuff. And this one was one of the ones I downloaded. I read the entire book on that flight. <laughs> is this the gay one no so this is oh okay i don't know any of them (laughs) sorry this is the football one okay so the first book is um like the sub tropes in it the first book is childhood friends to lover and like the girl has like a lot of like baggage with her family she just grew up her entire life being told she was like a burden and that her parents wish they never had her and all this stuff so she has like very low self-worth and she would always run away to this guy's house to, like, sleep over with him and, like, spend okay. time with him when his par- her parents were, like, fighting in the house and stuff. So they grew up as best friends. But then she, like, runs away at, like, 17 or something. And he can't run away with her because he has a sports scholarship that he's, like, committed to. And then they kind of just eventually find each other again in college. And that's, like, when the book starts. Okay. And then the second one, just trigger warnings right off the bat is about sexual assault like the girl in it is like dealing with how to get over like something that happened to her and she's like not Mm. totally sure what happened to her but kind of knows and the boy is like just trying to like help her like i don't know grow back confidence or something i it was sweet i just remember it being very sweet he was a very very sweet boy (laughs) aren't they all aren't they all in romance books usually the gay one just super quick the gay one is just childhood best friends they went to hockey camp together um like every summer and then one summer they had this bet one's a goalie one's like a forward and they have this like shootout bet and they're like 
they're like, haha, like whoever loses has to get the other one a blowjob. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a random bet there my dudes oh my god he like loses and they go through with this thing and then it gets really (laughs) awkward and then they like cut off all friendships and they're never friends again and then they see each other again at college at the frozen four finals and then they start they go back to the camp together to like work for the summer and then love blossoms so childhood friends to strangers to lovers yeah okay got it um what's the name of that one by the way it's called the hymn series by serena bowen okay i did not write any of the author's names my bad anyways um i will recommend one sports romance because i know jen hasn't read this one uh it is waking olivia it's traumatic like everything that you can think of very traumatic so read the trigger warnings when you look it up and it's about a cross-country uh player in college and she dates her coach (laughs) i remember you telling me about this yeah but it's a small town farm lots of trauma lots of lots of lots of oh my god did that actually happen to you kind of things but i liked it so yeah i feel like trauma is a big plot point and most of the sports romance I mean, all of the romances I read, I literally wrote at the top of my notes, anyone with trauma, I hate to say it, but anyone with trauma, I like, <laughs> I I like reading their romance stories because usually like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. So would you like to list one now? Uh, sure. Um, as I said, I read specifically fantasy, which fantasy is, ooh. We are known for our enemies to lovers. Um, I had that one on my list. I just didn't have any examples because I couldn't, like, think of any. So many. I got so many. Specifically, subgenre genre too. I like lovers to enemies to lovers again. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? Uh, subgenre, get again. Um, female badass that won't let anyone touch her man and is, like, really possessive and vice versa interesting not what i usually read (laughs) read the opposite (laughs) um well a fantasy because heroines they're usually i like i like heroin fantasy heroines that are more badass and like take care of themselves i'm just more used to it being like she's badass so she doesn't need a man not like she's badass so nobody touch my man no at certain point when they finally get together not in the beginning because in the beginning she like usually they don't no, they neither of them want anyone but when they get together she's like don't fucking touch my man i will fight you mm-hmm. um and then vice versa because i have to have an overprotective yeah. man and then sub into the enemies of lovers again they're still enemies however they're forced close proximity for some reason because they're trying to fix some major fantasy problem um something happens to her and he goes who did this to you <laughs> and <he> gets mad <laughs> And that triggers their little, oh, yeah, I, we do like each other. <laughs> I had the, like, who did this to you thing, like, on one of my honorable mention phrases. It's, like, it's one of the phrases that it's, like, if it's on a TikTok or a bookstagram post or something like that, and somebody's, like, this sentence will be said in this book, I'm, like, okay, add the PPR. Yeah, I, it's specifically in the enemies to lover fantasy or like not fantasy sorry enemies to lover trope that when there's they still don't like you want to 
like each other 100% and he says that mm, it's so good the ones that I have for this is the first one my favorite one I can't tell you the example of it I can tell you the name of the book it's Throne of Glass by Sarah J Maas since Jen hasn't read it, that is all you guys get. So yeah, sorry. I was about to say, I'm like, you get spoil. We spoil all the time. And then you said through in a glass, and I was like, no, you're not. You're not allowed to spoil. You can't spoil me. We can spoil the audience. You can't spoil me, though. Um, I I cannot wait until I can talk about that scene <laughs> in all, all of that book, the book that I'm thinking of. I cannot wait for it. But Throne of Glass is a good example, as well as Akatar by Sarah J. Moss. Probably any Sarah J. Moss book has enemies to lovers technically Mm -hmm. um from blood and ash is a really good example of lovers slash friends to enemies to lovers almost all fantasy books are enemies to lovers or some almost not all okay almost all the ones i read are i know like um shadow and bone is technically childhood friends to lovers Eh, no <laughs> the cruel prince is an example except that is a bully romance though and so is like the what's it called i don't remember the book series it's something academy zodiac academy oh zodiac academy is a bully romance enemies to lovers but i personally am not a huge bully romance fan yeah i don't like I, bully romance I, either i've read a lot of them i never like them <laughs> When I say I like enemies to lovers, I don't actually like the enemy portion of it being like actual hateful. No, like, it's just like they're meant to be enemies in a them. sense. Yeah. That's why I like it in a fantasy trope because usually it's just like kingdoms or realms and one of them is a human, usually the mm-hmm. female, or, or then the men is a fae and they're supposed like- to be anti like anti each other and not for the separate they're for separate kingdoms yeah i think for me a lot of times it like i still call it enemies to lover but it's almost more so just like rivals to lovers it's like people who just like kind of have this like thing against each other for like no good reason and they're just like oh that's my nemesis that's my enemy and then in reality it's like hey they're not your nemesis actually you actually are just like really really similar and you hate seeing yourself in them and you like want to be better than them and you take because a lot of times also for me it's like it's this rival to lovers thing or enemies to lover thing but it's like the person whose perspective we're not getting does not think this at all they're just like i just love her like i'm in love with her already and then the girl's like oh he's so condescending he does all these things he's trying to like embarrass me and he's trying to like knock me down a peg and he's like i just got her coffee because like she makes my heart so happy just seeing her in the lab every day see i like (laughs) um the ones that are dual pov enemies to lovers but like again like the serpent and the wings of the night is a good one where he's like oh I don't like the king and she's the king's daughter and so like you're my rival but I need to pair up with you for like whatever tournament they're in and then she's like he's the enemy fae and I'm just using you to help each other and they're like both like we're we have the same goal but we don't like each other because of the things that are going on in our lives and our kingdoms and literally everything about that kingdoms in Mm -hmm. my head 
but they they hate each other and then they slowly start liking each other <laughs> at the same time and they like look at each other and she's like oh maybe he is cute nah he's still a bad guy <laughs> all right can um, i trail into one from that or do you have some more examples i have i don't have more examples but i have you can go. I the next one I have kind of ties into enemies to lovers too, in the books that I'm talking about. So, so the one I'm gonna go with next ties into it like the teeniest bit, but not really. But it's morally gray love interest. Oh yes, I, I did not write that down, but I love them that so much. So when it comes to morally gray love interest, you kind of have two camps really. Uh, one of them are like your more because I have two examples only for this, and one of them's like a romance book, and one of them's mm-hmm. like a book that has romance. So the romance book is Twisted Love by Anna Hung Hang. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce her name, but it's H U A N G. Okay. Um, this is also a best friend's or brother's best friend romance, mm-hmm. but this is a morally gray love interest in the sense of like. This character straight up is, like, killing people actively and, like, harming people actively and stalking people actively and doing all this stuff. (laughs) Like, all these, like, yeah, that's straight up not cool kind of stuff. But he does it to either get revenge on, like, in this series, like, to get revenge on something that happened towards his family or to protect a loved one or things like that. Yeah. And then you have... The other series I put down, which is The Dark Artifices. So this is Cassandra Clare's third series, like, in the Moral Instrument. So she has The Infernal Devices, then she did, or she did The Moral Instruments, then she did The Infernal Devices, which is a prequel, and then she did The Dark Artifices that come after The Moral Instruments. And in there, we have a character named Julian Blackthorne, and he is... You either love him or you hate him in this universe, and I love him so much because that man will do anything to protect his family. He will, like, burn the entire world down for him. So a quick, super quick rundown. In the mortal instrument world, there are these things called parabodies, which is essentially just a soul bond to, like, your absolute bestie, and it's a way to fight together and help each other be stronger and to know when you're... Uh, parabody is in danger mm-hmm. they also have this rule however that's like if you are in a parabody bond you cannot like be with that person romantically like it just doesn't work and it like causes like extreme anguish and pain and like ends really really badly julian and emma are in a parabody bond that they got into when they were like 11 or 12 and then throughout the course of these books they find out oopsies we're in love so they're, like, going through all this stuff to try and figure out if they can, like, take the bond off or, like, what they could do, how they could work past it, maybe get over each other. And at one point in the book, Julian finds out there's a way to sever pair body bonds. But the thing is, it's not severing their pair body bonds. It's severing all pair body bonds. Mm-hmm. And he straight up is like, we should do it. Like, I don't really give a shit. Like, we should do it. Like... Because I'm not going to let Emma be in pain any longer. And I'm not going to let her keep getting away from me. So I think we should do it. But he, like, doesn't. Because he's still, like, a good person. But the thing is, at the end of the day, he will do anything to protect his family. But he's not, like, getting 
he's just a really manipulative character and he's very <laughs> like targeted about everything he does and he will do things that will hurt other people like emotionally or whatever or will cause like issues for other people if it yeah. means keeping the ones around him safe and i love that so much like even just outside of love interest i just love morally gray villains as well morally gray leads i love morally gray characters in all aspects it's one of my favorite things i think all of my enemies to lovers recommendations are the guy is a morally gray character from her point of view he well i mean he is morally gray because they kill people but like it's always for the betterment of his people or his family or his kingdom but you know Mm -hmm. they'd be murdering like yeah uh i have two good ones which is the from blood and ash which i mentioned which is by looked it up jennifer l armentrot yeah okay i was like is that how you pronounce her name the main guy they start out as friends Cass. he ends up betraying her because he's totally different person but that man murders everyone (laughs) but he's only murdering them to either one protect his the girl or because he's the prince of a kingdom and he's trying to legit just protect this kingdom Mm -hmm. so and then aaron warner from the shatter me series is the epitome of a morally gray enemies to lovers character Mm. he is he is a awful human being for a while (laughs) (laughs) for most Um, of the book but again he's doing it to help his people and kind of like they're always like putting up a front and i'm like i'm this bad guy but i'm like actually not this bad guy i'm hurt and wounded (laughs) i want to put out just like this honorable mention because it's not he's not like in any romance but he's just like in my eyes the epitome of a morally great character and my favorite morally great character is it from Darkest Minds? Yes, it's Clancy. <laughs> I love that man! And he is just... So spoilers for the Darkest Minds series if you haven't read it. If you haven't, stop listening to us and go read it. It's literally like the <laughs> best series ever, in my opinion. I, I will, think like, we both have read it like four plus times. Oh yeah, times. the last book in the Afterlight is like my comfort book. Like I can read that book at any second of any day. And I've read it yeah. more times than I can count. But... So Clancy, like he he's literally like killing people left and right kind of and he's like always like taking advantage of people and he like takes complete manipulative control over all the reds to like use them as like these mindless soldiers to incinerate everybody from the government and all the adults but the thing is is like at the end of the day his own dad and mom strapped him down to a table and did testing on his brain to figure out how he worked so every single thing he does on in this series is literally just self-defense and it's like his sense of self-defense has gotten so warped throughout the book and he has such a need to just protect himself and you can see moments of like more sincerity from him and wanting to protect those around him and wanting to protect the people who are like him but at the end of the day this man is like he has this like trauma in him where he's like i have to protect me and me first uh clancy reminds me a lot of aaron from shatter me because he's also like shatter me's dystopian as well they're both dystopian books and aaron's the president's son 
something like that. I forget. He's like someone. I think he's the president's son. But his dad used and abused and tortured this man and his mom, like, and used his mom against Aaron the whole entire time. So, like, he is doing a lot of things for self-defense, except Aaron has a love interest and, like, redeems himself through that, and then Clancy doesn't, really. <laughs> so there's just, like, Clancy's yeah. arc versus Aaron's arc is quite different, which I hate to do it. This is also going to lead into... Because of the books I read. It's the books I read. I'm so sorry. One of my next tropes also kind of goes to enemies to lovers, but it is faded lovers. I am not saying mates. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> because not all, it's not always mates. However, Sarah J. Moss, mm, she loves that word. And most fantasy books love that word. But I do enjoy faded lovers. Again, the ones I read are like Rysanda and Feyre. That's his, her enemy for a hot minute, but they're faded lovers. They're maids. Nestor and Cassian. I just like it for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm... the only ones I've read that are faded mates like that. Because I feel like the faded mate trip is a very much a fantasy thing. It is, but I am going to add in, again, because the Shadowmere series is one of my favorite like romantic plot lines. Um, Aaron Warner and then Juliet whatever her last name is, are not the first love interest. They end up getting together at the end of the book, and I'm going to spoil Shatter Me, and I don't think you care, Jen. No. Okay, just checking. I'm going to spoil Shatter Me series. She dates his brother for a hot minute, and then they end up doing the whole enemies to lovers thing. And by the end of the last or the second to last book, they find out that they've been childhood best friends forever and both of their parents because they're both like high up in the military and stuff have been experimenting on them and wiping their memories of each other and every single time they wipe their memories and keep them separated guess what happens to them they find their way back to each other (laughs) every single time and so they find that out and they're just like bro you're my soulmate (laughs) which i find (laughs) It's so cute for no reason and fucked up too because they they literally had their memories wiped over and over and over again. And so when they first meet, she's like in a prison mental institute and Aaron is in charge of her and is like takes her captive and all this stuff. And he's just like, why do I feel sympathy for her? I don't want to hurt her, like all this stuff. And it's because they've been in love their whole life, but they just mm-hmm. don't remember it. And they always find their way back. And- that one hurts me every time. <laughs> so the morally great character, enemies of lover, and faded lovers in that series is just chef's kiss. I love that. Yeah. I don't Okay, that's any. it. That's Okay. Oh, wait. What? I was going to say, I don't have any examples of faded lovers. Yeah, I was going to um, say, that is it for faded lovers, and I think that's it for my fantasy rant, because... But I will say, kind of tying back to the memory erasing, um... <laughs> Not really at all, but I really, really love He Falls First. Yes, I was going to say that one. (laughs) Which one of them is The Darkest Mind with Ruby and Liam. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that because his memory gets wiped too. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Sorry, we're spoiling again, Um, no matter what. So, yes, one of my favorite examples of He Falls First is The Darkest Mind with our lead character, Ruby, and then our lead love interest, Liam. 
first off, let me just say, Liam is your book boyfriend. Yes, he is. If I could bring one motherfucker to life out of these pages, <laughs> it would be him. And I would still feel guilty about it because I'm like, he deserves Ruby. <laughs> but Liam is my literal book boyfriend. He is like my favorite man to ever exist. I think he was the best male ever written into words or ever seen on TV screen. He is the best person ever. When we meet Ruby at the beginning of this book, she has all these walls up and guards up from literally being at this concentration camp, essentially. Essentially, it was a concentration camp. <laughs> Since she was like eight years old or something. Like, she got in it really young. She was one of the first ones to go in. Yeah. So, and she's also like terrified of like getting close to people because her powers is like messing with people's brain. And she's like accidentally wiped her parents' memory. She's accidentally wiped her best friend's memory so she's like refusing to like get close to anybody so when she finds the betty gang uh liam is like the one who is so wholeheartedly the entire time like no we're gonna make this a good experience of her we're not ditching her we're keeping her i'm gonna like keep her safe i'm gonna like make her trust us i'm gonna like do everything i can for her and then as the series continues to progress he's just constantly always like i have your back even if i don't support what you are doing i will be there right behind you supporting you every single second because i think what you're doing is dumb but i'll be hell-bent if i let you do it alone yeah and i just love this man so much he is my favorite person to ever exist my other one <laughs> is uh adrian ishkabob no clue if i pronounced that correctly it's russian uh it's from the bloodline series which is a spinoff from oh. the uh vampire academy series who is by rochelle mead also i don't think we've mentioned it at all darkest mind is by alexandra brackens go follow her go give her love we love oh, every yes, single thing we she does. love her uh, her new book comes out in april if you're wondering i'm so pretty excited. sure it is april 4th i will promote it <laughs> i forget what it's about i don't care i love her <laughs> but bloodline we have our main character sydney sage and then we have adrian Ishkababababalapalapa. uh okay yeah and sydney is so it's a vampire book adrian's a vampire sydney's not a vampire she's human but she's like part of this uh like government kind of group that's entire job is to keep humans from knowing that vampires exist and she hates vampires like it's in her group to like be trained all the time to absolutely despise them and see them as monsters like we're just mm -hmm. supposed to work with them but we don't think they're like morally right people mm -hmm. and throughout this whole book series it's literally just like adrian slowly but surely like chipping away at her like walls and being like i'm not a bad person none of us are bad people you don't have to be scared of us all the time also your parents are kind of fucked up and like you don't have to listen to them all the time also yeah. you're beautiful please stop starving yourself also you don't have to commit your entire life to this organization you can go live in greek and like greece and have your fantasy life that you wanted all along yeah like i can help all that happen if you just let me in and he's just like he's constantly just at my little note and it's like he falls for her first and he gives her all the patience in the world to figure out her feelings all while still like kind of nudging and giving like little clues and being like hi i still like you by the way but like take your time take your time but like <laughs> i'll be here if you know you want to talk <laughs> you know like eventually uh, 
That's so cute. And like both of these, I will say also both of these boys, I think one of the major things that helps with the like he falls first and makes it actually cute and not creepy and weird is these boys have so much fucking charisma. Like they're so charismatic and they're so sweet and they're like nice to everybody around them, not just the girl. But, like, you can tell that there's, like, a little extra sweetness when it comes to regard of the person that they love. I feel like I love He Falls First, especially when I have a dope POV. Like, when I get to see his POV, and he's just, like, I I love it. Except I don't, I don't remember the plots of any of the books I read. And so I have no examples for them. (laughs) But I know for sure I've read them, and I love it. Maybe I just also like dual POV in general in romance novels, because I love seeing how women write men and how men view us through the women's eyes. (laughs) Because it's just, I wish, I wish that's how it was viewed, but... Yeah. I will say both of the books I mentioned are... Well, Bloodlines becomes dual POV, but only the last three books are dual POVs, which are once they get together. Like, it only goes to dual POV once they are a relationship. I so desperately want to talk about a book series that I still can't talk about. Throwing a glass? Yes. You don't know how hard it was for you to be like, here's a, here's a topic. Don't talk about your favorite book series, though. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. I'm doing it for you, okay? Yeah, I know. Um, if you spoil it, I will not read them. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm doing a really good job, yeah, you actually. Are. You are. I, I'm Thank really you. bad about it. However... Look, I'm trying, like, one book a month, all right? That's, that's the, like, my cap. February starts next week, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. Um. All right. My... Because you just went, right? Yeah. Okay, my next one. We're getting out of the fantasy and going straight to stereotypical rom-com. Not rom-com, but romance novels, uh, because I have read some of them. Grumpy Sunshine. Specifically, very specifically, in a small town. I don't oh. want a billionaire one. I don't like them. No offense. I don't fuck with small towns. <laughs> I know you don't. However, <laughs> I love me a small town one. Specifically, small town dad. <laughs> I don't fuck with parents either. I hate children. <laughs> as long as I don't have to see the child that much, it's fine. Okay, that's a lie. I like it. Like all roads all roads lead here by I'm going to put all of the books that we mentioned and the authors in our description because I don't remember anyone. Um, All Roads Lead Here, though, it is about a girl who moves to her hometown, Colorado, after not living there forever. And she ends up living in the apartment, like, garage apartment for the game warden for the area. And he's a dad. And it was his son that put the the apartment up for listing and he didn't know about it. And he's like a teenage son. Ugh, that series. There's something about it because he is so grumpy. He hates everything. He's such a good dad, though. And she's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I've read one of these books and it was the Lucy Score book. Things We Never Got Over. Yeah, that's the one. I finished it. Uh, If you give me a second, I can tell you what I gave it score-wise. I think I I got a a five. I think I I think I gave that one a five star. Yeah, I gave it a three. 
I love the shit out of a grumpy sunshine small town romance. There's I also I can get behind the grumpy sunshine for the most part as long as the writing isn't like cringy. I just don't care for that so much. But other figures. Yeah. Jed and I are also two different people of which I would live in the middle of nowhere and she would live in a city. So yes. our books taste definitely show on our personalities as well. Um, one <laughs> one recommendation I have is Ignite. He's a hot firefighter dad. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> it's small town Sometimes again. That's all you need to get into a book. <laughs> Most of Lucy's scores. I is have small read town. a different one of Lucy's scores, and I liked that one. Yeah, I read Fixer Mo- Upper, and I liked it. Was that one the one with the like celebrities? Like HGTV style yeah, yeah, show, yeah. yeah. And she gets hurt in the storm yeah. trying to save the kids. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucy's score is good at her small town. Um, do you have any more? I have one more. Okay, I have two. Okay, cool. So my last ones, and then I can go through like also my honorable mention phrases for like auto ads. Yeah. Um, is fake dating. Ew. I love it i love fake dating i only have a couple examples so one of them is the unhoneymooners by chris lauren christina this book i will say the front half of the book like the first 75 percent of it is like the fake dating trope and everything like that and it's cute and i like the book but then the last like 25 percent is like so the summary for this book is the main character whose name i can't remember sister is getting married but everybody at the wedding gets sick from, like, shell food poisoning or something like that. Um, except for her and the groom's brother or the groom's best friend. I can't remember what he is to them. Um, because she has an allergy to shellfish or something and can't eat the bar. And then he is just, like, an agoraphobic and, like, refuses to eat buffet style. Okay. But they already have this full, like all expenses paid like one trip to hawaii booked so her sister's like you have to go to this trip with him like i don't want it to go to waste so they go and they have to pretend to like be her sister and her sister's new husband to like get this trip yeah while they're there the other guy i'm just gonna call him the brother because i think it's his brother but he's like accidentally kind of lets out this thing about like that her sister's husband had been dating this other girl for a while until they got serious and then the main character's like what are you talking about that doesn't sound correct like they were like a full couple like way before that and Mm -hmm. it kind of starts to come out it's like oh my god the man my sister just married is kind of like an awful person they get back home from the trip and then her sister's husband starts hitting on her but the guy that, like, she now has this relationship with because they went through the whole fake dating thing and then they're like, shit, we actually like each other. Let's be in a relationship. She tries to tell him this and he's like, no, like, you're probably taking this way out of proportion. Let's, like, that's probably not happening at all. Like, so that's why I got knocked down, I think, to, like, it went from, like, a four or five star for me down to a three because I was like, you fucking bitch if you don't believe this woman yeah and you are gaslighting her when another man is making her uncomfortable a man who is married to her sister fuck you yeah. fuck you so that one got knocked down another one i have is terms and conditions which is the dreamland billionaires like second book eh. 
I read the first book like way back in January last year. Completely forgot about the series until I saw somebody post about it and that the second book came out. And I was kind of like in the middle of not reading anything and I saw it for free on Kindle Unlimited. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll read it. I gave it a. Let me see. Oh, I gave it a four. Okay. But this is like a, a boss and his secretary fake get engaged to like oh, okay. help him get his inheritance for his grandfather or something i hate it and it's just Continue. a lot of like yeah it's just a lot of him being like i'm not meant to marry like no one will ever love me i don't have it in me and her being like i'm gonna put you in your place because i've been your assistant so long you haven't been able to hold an assistant longer than me so you don't want to lose me and then, like, so and then they're like and then they're essentially just like oh my god wait a second you're the one person in my life who i let like boss me around is this it's just a proposal like, oh my god <laughs> wait a second you're the one man in my life i actually tolerate and like actually i don't know what he gives to her to be completely honest <laughs> like but they essentially at the end of it they're like oh my god we're actually meant to be so that happens it's Have a good book it's not a great proposal? book that's the one with betty white like where she like fakes past like dies in a airplane and she's like yeah, oh, yeah, guess yeah. it's not my time yeah, yeah i've seen it like okay because that is like <laughs> that is that storyline except ryan reynolds is the assistant and sandra bullock is the one in charge fake dating all of it mm-hmm. you got you got all of that one in there <laughs> and betty so... white is singing to the windows of the wall <laughs> <laughs> so my next example is the love hypothesis by Allie hazelwood uh, also one i don't like but continue this is a fake dating, but also a, like, he falls first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, like, just fake dating. It's a a PhD student or something dating, like, is he a ten, like, a professor or not? He's a, a ten-year professor. Yeah, so he's a professor. Adam Driver. Yes, this book is indeed Adam Driver fanfic <laughs> that most of the public does not know. And I love to ruin people's day by telling them. Oh, I know. Um, I hate to sidetrack or tangent. I just remember re- I read the book in one night, in one sitting. I read it all, but the whole time I was just thinking of Darth Vader. Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't it Kylo Ren technically fanfic too, in a sense, or something? Or is it just Adam Driver? So, yeah, it. from what I've read off the internet, it's supposed to be Kylo Ren and Raya. 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 Something. The girl. It's supposed to be fanfic of them together, but when I read the book, I mean, I'm not really a Star Wars fan, so, like, maybe I'm just missing hints that I was supposed to be picking up. But I only picked up the stuff that was, like, this is so obviously Adam Driver. Yeah. Um, and then maybe he the he falls for her first thing, but I doubt it. I don't even know if that's something from Star Wars, to be honest. I don't either. But anyways, she essentially starts fake dating him so that her roommate can start dating her ex-boyfriend oh she's like trying so desperately to be like i promise you i'm over him just date him which she actually is but it's just like it's just a cute little fake dating he Mm -hmm. the entire time they're fake dating he's like i mean i like it so i'm not gonna complain because i wouldn't mind if this was not fake yeah um and the whole time she's like oh i will say something i really like about this book i think that's why i might have liked it so much the professor character is like at this university is known as like 
the professor that everybody avoids because they're like, he's terrifying. He's so mean to everybody. Isn't it a grumpy sunshine, technically? Yeah, it is, actually. Okay, I was like, it is a grumpy sunshine. Like, I endured this book for some reason. And I loved it. The next, it is a romance trope, but also they don't end up together (laughs) for me. Um, I I made a reel for uh, this actually trope this week already um so right person not enough time (laughs) it's it has romance in them the whole premise is this is the person that you love and usually the person dies or they just don't end up together i am i think a masochist honestly at this point because it's so good to read it hurts so bad but they're written so well usually and it's not any happy endings. There's happy endings, just there's no romance happy endings. So, like, The Book Thief, for example. The Book Thief is not a romance novel at all. There is no premise to it that is romantic, except for, uh, do you care? No. Okay, I was just checking. Um, Liesl is the main character, and the boy that I forgot his name is. I forgot what his name is. Um, but they're, like, best friends and when they're growing up in world war ii or whatever and the street at the end of the book they're best friends he's in love with her the whole entire time she's always like no i'm not gonna kiss you it's cute there's a whole world war ii premise of this book but the very end that street gets bombed and she's one of the only survivors and she's laying there on the ground with him as he's dying and she's oh like, God. I'll kiss you now. No, I'll kiss you now. I'll kiss. Like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Because, like, she's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Like, she's like, I have always loved you. Oh I just. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Way too good. Song of Achilles. Oof. <laughs> that one does a number. <laughs> right person. Not enough time. Because you know how that one ends. I think everyone knows. We all know. I don't even want to plot summarize that one. Because oh. I think everyone does know. The Light We Lost, which is a Jill Apollo, I think is how you're saying her last name, book. Um, That one is a one of my five-star reads, but it's like a, they fell in love in college, and then they don't end up together, and then they meet farther down the line, and again, one of the characters dies, but it's like, I've always loved you, and not enough time together. It hurts so good. And then Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover is also one of those because again, the character dies. Shocking. Um, and they don't have enough time together. So I do have one more, but I will I do have one, like not enough time together, but it's it doesn't have death in it actually. Yeah, it's I just called have um The Sun is also a star. And mm. it's this uh dual perspective book that's about this girl and her jamaican family on the verge of being deported from the u.s and then this boy and his family who is like trying to get into harvard but he like couldn't care less about getting into harvard so we start the book kind of switching off perspective from both of them and the girl is like actively going to like all these government business not business government um, agencies agencies to try and do whatever she can to prevent her family from being deported because everybody else in her family has kind of just accepted it but she does not want to move out of the u.s because that's like all she's ever known mm-hmm. and this boy is like heading out for his college interview and they like bump into each other and if i remember correctly it's like she was like about to get hit by a car and he like pulls her back mm-hmm. and he kind of like 
forces her to hang out with him for most of the day and he's like well let's just do this like interview there's like this study that they did on love that if you answer these hundred questions and then you do um the like a two minute stare into each other's eyes or something like people fall in love automatically so they start to go through the questionnaire and everything and it's just kind of like that's the whole story the whole story takes place over one day essentially yeah and it's just them kind of working their way through this and like slowly kind of chipping away at each other's borders but at the very end of the day the book ends with um she just was not able to do what she needed to to prevent her family from getting deported so she they do they get deported and he they just have to say bye to each other like there's nothing else they can do about it Mm -hmm. um because they're both like high school students still but the book has like an epilogue where it's like I can't remember, it's like five, ten years later or something like that when they're like adults. And they're both on a plane and they like just landed somewhere and they stand up and they see each other like from across the plane. And that's like the first time they've seen each other in like since that one day. That's but it true. ends like right there. Like you don't know anything else that happens. I love that. I'm going to add two more recommendations that I remind- I remembered that Teenage Me i think is the reason why i think the book thief is the reason why i like this trope because that was one of my first books i've ever read and remember mm-hmm. that a virgin series Oof, yeah right person not enough time and yet again teenage me fault in our stars yeah i love a good death apparently i think i have a problem yeah Yikes. yeah those those both hurt when i first read them yeah so those are some of our favorite romance tropes um if you guys have any recommendations for books that fall under one of those tropes please 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 let us know if there's any tropes that you guys really like let us know maybe we'll try something new like i said february is gonna be the month of love i so i will be putting all of the titles and authors even though it is a lot um, in the description at the bottom, at the very bottom, so that you guys can see it. Just so you know, so the ones that we mentioned, if you guys are interested in them, you can go look there and see who it's by and read them. We're going to be posting a lot of romance books and romance recommendations over on our Instagram this month. And it's just, it's going to be very lovey-dovey from it's us a- to this month. It's a month of love. <laughs> a month Don't of be love. so excited, Kelly. <laughs> all right (laughs) it was fun hanging out with you guys we'll be back again next week to probably talk a romance book but until then my pick i believe yeah yeah i think so it's my pick my pick romance book next week i already know which one it is hope you guys are excited (laughs) it might involve one of the tropes i talked about today (laughs) (laughs) well it was fun chatting with you all and we'll see you next week Bye. bye